Hi. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Res Hockey. This is episode number 78. Uh, yes. I'm Trev, your host, and with me as always is Bush. What's up, Bush? Not much, not much. Recovered everything. I'm awake and I'm good. When you go uh, to a hockey tournament, how long does it take you? How many days does it take you to recuperate 100% back to normal? You're not dehydrated. You're not sore. Your muscles are okay. Your back's okay. How many days? To be standard, standard is two days. Two days. That's about right. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so uh, welcome to another episode of Res Hockey. Uh, Res Hockey, we are recording on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe, we are on Treaty 3 territory. Just wanted so we just want to uh give out uh a acknowledgement. acknowledgement before we start the show. So, uh, yeah, uh, our guest for this week for episode 78. Where is he from, Bush? He's from Isla Lacrosse, Saskatchewan. And is a member of Canoe Lake First Nation in Saskatchewan. Our guest for this week is Reagan Yu. Um, we had a good good conversation, good interview with him. Good guy. Good. We had some good laughs, so uh, we're looking forward to that interview in the next little bit here. Yeah. Uh, Cause of the week. Cause of the week for uh, episode 78. Who is it, Bush? Cause of the week is my good friend, James Heinz, who I have known since I was probably like five or six. You known him that long? Pretty much. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we used to go play at his house. Uh, yeah, but about 10 of us, we used to play. He lives in Lakeside. We used to play uh, hide and go seek. All around Lakeside, and then uh, when it was time to go, sick, um, either his mom or his, his dad, when he wasn't working shift work, would yell at 8.30 or whenever the sun was going down. He'd say, okay, James, everybody, time to go home. It's um, dinner, it's home time, whatever. And that was our, uh, that's that's old school, man. That's the way, uh, yeah, that's the way I grew up. Everybody grew up around here. The way we grew up back home is uh, 9 o'clock, the fire horn will would go off mm. at the fire station at the fire hall. So when we knew the fire, the uh, siren would go off. It's nine o'clock, so it's like time to get your ass home. <laughs> yeah. You don't have shit like that nowadays, eh? Is this... No, no. They 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 thought about bringing back our fire hall uh, horn, but or or the mill horn, but it just is too confusing. Yeah. So. Yeah, Heinzi's a great guy. I've got to know yep. him over the last little while playing tournaments with him. Good guy. Yeah, he's fun to hang around with and fun to play with. Uh, shout-outs. Do you have any shout-outs for episode 78? The organizers of Dryden Last Chance Hockey Tournament. Um, another fun weekend. You guys keep doing what you do, man. We from Kenora, we have a lot of fun coming down there and playing in that rink. Yeah, like uh, Bush and I played in the last chance hockey tournament. Even though Kenora is only an hour and 20, and if that, away from Dryden, it's still fun to get away and go to Dryden and play in this yeah. tournament every year. it's I've always had a blast. Organizers are good. The refs are good. The teams are good. Yeah, um, yeah the organizers even changed the rule for you. Yeah. They call it the like, Trevisor Hub rule. 
Yeah, because uh, last year I played in the 45 and 35 plus, but you were only allowed to play in one division. And I got kicked out out of the other division in the finals. (laughs) Yeah. So now they switched back the rules and the guys, some of the guys in the tournament were calling the Trivisor off rule because I played in (laughs) two divisions this year. So, (laughs) but... I'm not playing two divisions tomorrow. It's too much hockey, man. Four games, four games in a day, then two Friday, then like four up to four on Sunday, and like that's too much, man. <laughs> you could play like ten games in a weekend. Oh yeah. Totally. So, but yeah, thanks guys for another uh, great host and putting on such a fun tournament. We love going back, and we will be back next yep. year. Uh, uh, talking about uh, talking about last chance hockey tournament, one of the funniest things that I've <laughs> ever saw in my life while playing hockey. I played a lot of hockey tournaments. I played all over all over the world. I played rinks and a lot of tournaments, and this is the first time I've ever experienced <laughs> seeing this. Uh, we were playing a team. Um, I think they were called Hagen's Heroes. Yeah. And the guy skated by our bench. He <laughs> then he turned, and when he turned, a pair of gitch fell out of his pants. No word of a lie, no exaggeration. Full on pair of gitch. It's and probably... these were like, uh, they weren't like their your boxer brief. No, or uh, they were like your speedo gitch. They were these <laughs> small, tight, like I don't know what do you call them, like speedo gitch. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if uh, if he changed and he had compression shorts underneath and he just threw his gitch inside of his uh, pants. You know, sometimes that, you know, you just throw articles yeah. of clothing and your hockey equipment and they. But, but when he turned, I just started laughing because I was the first one to notice it. Then everyone else noticed what happened and it, our whole bench started laughing at him. I mean, not <laughs> laugh right at him, but it's just laugh at the situation that is. His gitch fell out of his hockey equipment, and he just went right red, and he, was, he uh... <laughs> picked it up, and he skated to his bench. But I've never ever seen that happen before. It's, well, I've never even a... heard of anything happening like that before. I would be totally embarrassed, too, if I was playing hockey in a game, <laughs> and I my gitch fell out of my, out of my equipment. I'd be yeah. totally embarrassed, too. But, yeah, that was... That had to be like one of the funniest moments I've ever witnessed in hockey. That's that's crazy. Like, what the hell is your gitch falling out of your hockey equipment? <laughs> it's, and it's like uh, tidy whities too. It was like yeah. a like a speedo kind of gitch. So, like, what kind of gitch does your wife pick up for you? Because those old games, <laughs> yeah. So that's why you gotta. I don't know. Wear like boxer briefs or something. At least wear cool gitch instead of speedo type gitch, but not, not the Borat gitch. So yeah, it was so funny. We were still laughing about it when we were coming home on Sunday. Oh yeah, reason why we didn't have a show Monday and upload it on Monday because I was so tired, and I'm sure Bush was tired too. So yeah. we were just right gassed, and we had no energy. Come Monday evening. So today's Tuesday, and we have uh, we're starting to feel better. So as like Bush mentioned, that second day we're starting to feel like ourselves again. So 
Better late than never, right? Yeah. We're just like uh, chief and council. We'll see what we can do, and they always come up this, come up with something late. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun tournament. I had fun. There was a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. Um, there were six in the forty-five plus, and I think like eight to ten in the thirty-five plus division. Mm-hmm. Then three women's teams. So there was a lot of good hockey players and. Unfortunately, in our 45 division, we lost in a shootout. Yeah. Um, the semifinal to uh, none semifinal. other than Tom. Yeah. Tom Fiddler, a.k.a. Yeah. Rez Gretzky, was yeah. clutch. Cousin, former cousin of the week. was. We played against him. He was clutch. Scored two shootout goals to win, win it for his team. Of course, I, I had the chance to tie it up. I tried. He gave me a glove, and I totally missed the net. <laughs> I'm so bad at shootouts. I don't know what to do in shootouts. <laughs> so I don't know why I, Jamie picked me to go in a shootout. Yeah, I don't know. So I gotta start some shootout moves. And is it too late when you're an older player to start being over, like, uh, start having new shootout moves? Oh no, never. Yeah, I gotta figure something out. So, yeah. So, uh, thumbs up to the organizers at the tournament. So we'll be back next year. We're yes. gonna get revenge for our overtime, our shootout loss in the semifinals. Loss, yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, right. Goalie fights. What's your take on goalie fights? I know. Last week, Mark Andre Fleury and Jordan Bennington wanted to fight, but the re- the linesman got in the way. Should should they allow goalie fights? Yeah, I think they should. It's entertaining, right? It is. This yeah. is what pro hockey is: entertainment. Yeah, it's not WWE entertainment, but it's still you're there to entertain the fans. Who are paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to watch you play? So, like they have backup goalies, like they'll get kicked out. So just let them fight. Especially Jordan Bennington, he's been on my nerves lately. Yeah, I know. Like, why is he so cocky? Like you're 120 pounds, man. <laughs> you're skin and bone. Don't try to act tough. But that would have been a good tilt. They're like middleweights. Uh, yeah, so Plus, I'm a uh, fan. Flurry was marked up, marked. Flurry was mic'd up too, eh? Yeah, he was. Imagine him swearing in French. <laughs> Tabernak, yeah. scare me, that guy. Man. So, let I'm a fan of fights, goalie fights. Let him fight, especially Bennington. If Flurry would have punched him out, Bennington would would have sh- kept his mouth shut now for the rest of the year. Yeah, but when a goalie's like that, that wants to fight players, fight other goalies, and it's is it distracting the team? Like I, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, like, I think it is. Yeah, like I'll roll my eyes. It's like, oh my god, he's doing this again. Like, <laughs> stay in your net and play, play, play your position, man. Just focus on being a goalie instead of trying to fight the team, the other team. 
So, Bennington, don't be a distraction. Yeah. What's going on with the Quebec Major Junior League? They're trying to ban fighting. Yeah, I don't know who's in charge of that, but it's horrible. Bad. Bad for uh it's bad for any star it's bad for the Connor Bedard and and uh of of the of the of the league of the teams to play in that if if no one's going to stand up for them it's when you okay i'll compare it to like if college hockey in the states they play with cages and there's a lot of stick work a lot of cross checking a lot of hooking slashing the stick work for the will go up and yep. a lot of these superstar players will get injured because they're getting slashed. They're getting cross-checked. Mm-hmm. Because, and no one can do nothing because they can't fight. <coughs> they're not going to be able to, uh, you know. Like, so, there's like, not going to be no Zach Cassian to, to, to storm in and say, listen, don't ever touch my boy like that again. And it's okay, like, if you give a nice open ice hit to a player, it doesn't mean that you have to go fight. Just wait till their superstar has the puck and you go try to lay them all. That's the one thing about the NHL that's really I don't like watching because you can't give a good hit without trying to fight afterwards. Um, It's all about timing in the game. Like, what if you're up 2-1 with, like, 10 minutes left in the game? And the guy that you try to fight ends up, ends up kicking your ass and you're giving momentum to that other team, right? Yeah. Then boom, 2-2 two, two tied and momentum still on their side and they're going to come and play harder and like faster. So they have a better chance of winning the game. So, yeah. But uh, they should have been fighting. I'm not a fan of that. Fighting belongs in the game. Even though it's down by a big margin, they shouldn't allow they shouldn't ban fighting that's what i'm trying to say it's it's caca <laughs> i don't want to swear but it's caca yeah uh when we uh interviewed reagan he mentioned that uh res attorneys are in full swing oh yeah and i got a question that this past weekend, we played in a tournament, and there was no cash prizes. It was just play for the love of the game. Um, we paid, what, 50 bucks each to play, yep. and nothing came in return. We just played for the love of the game. Uh, do you think rest tourneys will ever be a no-cash prize tournament and just play for like the fun of it, like how we no. played in this past weekend? No, I don't think so. So it should always be for money. What do you think? What do you think it isn't it? Shouldn't it just be for bragging rights for the communities? Like say, okay, Northwest Angle 37 just beat us. Kudos to to your reserve. Are you 37 or 33? 37. 37. Kudos to Northwest Angle 37 for winning this big tournament. Uh, congratulations, guys. You guys are the best um, team in Canada. Isn't that, isn't that enough to, to win a tournament? Or like, why does money have to be involved? You got a good question. I mean... I don't I don't have an answer for you, though. And like, especially like a tournament like the Freddy. Like, you're yeah. playing... 
on a national level and you're playing for your community and you're playing best of the best, right? Yeah. So I would rather be be happy to win a championship ring, spend time with a trophy, than, and bragging rights for all over Canada for a year rather than winning money. I mean, yeah, money's good and it's a bonus, but like, do you ever think these tournaments will ever just be be played just for pride and 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 like no money? I don't think so. Well, I, think, I mean, well, because you're, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Oops. I I think if that ever happened. I don't think teams will ever enter. These communities won't enter teams. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Is it sad that we have to play for money all the time that like teams won't enter certain tournaments because it's not 20 grand for first place or it's not 15 grand for first place. Like, oh yeah, it's only five grand. We're not going to enter a team. It's not, it's not much money. And it, 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 it is has come to that. I know teams and players that don't want to enter teams because the money isn't as high as some other tournaments. Yeah. But for our listeners that don't know, a lot of these big time reserves they're they're paying these players to, to play. Like and yeah. some sometimes they, they feel like they gotta recoup the losses. So like you got the Freddy, you got the Yukon tournament this past mm-hmm. weekend. You got like the Brent Wilson, then the Senators Cup, the, the Jim Nielsen in, in North Bioford, and the tournament here, the North American tournaments yeah. in Kenora. They're all big time money tournaments. And would they ever go to where they don't give money? They don't give cash prizes to the teams. It's just breaking rates. I wonder how it was like back in the day, like the sixties, seventies, rest tourneys. Like, did they oh, pay yeah. for? Did they play for big bucks, or was it just bragging rights? You, you should know. You played in them, Gosh. <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> funny guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, true though. Like, I mean, yeah, money's good, but. Hmm. That's a that's a that's yeah. a good that's a good uh, question for a lot of our listeners. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, we have a poll on Facebook now. I think, eh? We should do that a poll and ask the listeners what they think about these res attorneys and and what would they do if it was just uh no money prizes, just just uh bragging rights for your community. That's a, that's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, let's uh, head over to our interview with Mr. Yeah. So uh, let's go. Greetings, Res Hockey listeners. We are on episode number seven, eight. Uh, we have a, a special guest by the name of Regan Yu. He hails from Isle of Lacrosse. 
That was pretty smooth. It was very smooth. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, Reagan, welcome to the show. Uh, we're happy to have you. Uh, last week, I think we had a mix-up, but uh, shit happens once in a while. But we're we're happy to have you on, man. Yeah, it is what it is. It's good. Good to be here, boys. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's get started. Uh, you play for a number of teams in junior. How was your junior career, your junior experience? Well, I started back off in, uh, so me and my twin, we uh, started off in midget AAA in uh, Balford. So when we were 14, we moved away from my lacrosse to NB. And uh, so when you turn like 14, 15 years old, the SJHL, they all call you about 15 teams, you know, and they all ask you to be protected and whatnot. And we pick Laurent, you know, it's the closest place. And we knew the coach, uh, Bob Beatty at the time, you, you know, everybody, uh, wanted to play for Bob. You know, he won a lot of championships, you know, SJHL. I'm pretty sure he won in the MJ too, or it's the BC. I'm not too sure. It's one of the leagues, but Bob was, uh, he was good. And that's who we wanted to play for out of the uh, midget AAA. So our third year midget, we went to, uh, we went to down to, uh, LaRange and, uh, the exhibition games, you know, we liked it. We made the team and, uh, but we, we liked Balford, you know, we went to high school in Balford. So, we kind of just wanted to stay with our friends, you know, and our third year, we're the captains of the team, you know, just we're, we're melling. We're, it was, it was good. It was a good gel, you know? So we went back to uh, midget AAA right at the start of the season before the SJHL started. And uh, it was a good thing that we did that because when we played that year in Balford, we had a pretty good season. I think we had to finish like third or fourth in the league. And uh, we had a lot of opportunities above the SJHL. So like the AJ BCHL was calling, you know, so our third year midget, we picked, uh, there was a coach in uh drum holler. His name's the Colonel. Um, his name's Brian Curran. Um, unbelievable coach. You know, we heard nothing but great things. He runs his team like, a like, a like an army, you know, that's why they call him the Colonel. <laughs> so, but we didn't, you know, we heard great things about him. You know, we wanted to go play for him. So we left. We went and played there when we were 17. Went to Drumheller. And then about three months in, this is so funny. We were playing a game against Camrose Kodiaks. And, you know, I got moved up to the first line. You know, as a rookie, you play like third, fourth line minutes, you know, in the AJ. Yeah. You know, but I was playing first line and I was playing with these really good players. And I scored two goals. It was a great game. All of a sudden, my twin brother comes and taps me in the bench. And uh, he goes, look up. We look up and Kevin Hasselberg of the Balfour North Stars, the SJHL, is sitting right behind the bench. And he goes, Oh man, we recognize that guy. <laughs> the very next day, we got called into the office. I still remember it was 8 30 a.m. in the morning. The colonel goes, Fellas, you know, I traded you guys to uh the Balfour North Stars. But you know, Balfour at the time they were two and seventeen, I believe. So, you know, it's we're a rookie, so we weren't thinking of making a big impact on the North star roster, you know, but we were going in there. What he told us is why we got traded was they need to character guys. And we grew up in battle for 30 of three years. So it'd been a fourth year now. So they needed guys to come into the dressing room. We knew basically 12, 13 guys on the team already. So it was good. We went there and we won 17 games in a row. So nice. yeah, we moved up the chart. We went up to, uh, I think we were third in Canada all year, right behind Yorkton Terriers. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. Yeah. Good. And then after that uh, year, you know what? The coaches, you know, when kids are listening out there, man, never believe a coach that they say, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hasselberg of the North Stars, uh, you know, I, I love him. Great guy. Respect him. But 
he told me and my brother that we'd never get traded, you know, ever because the, you know, Balfour, we were from there, you know, it was our second year going in our second season in Balford and we got traded to the Dolphin Kings, in the MJHL. And when we got to Dolphin, the team was spread out, you know, young players. It was not a team. It was little groups here, little groups, you know, oh, and that's yeah. not a team. So we played about, I don't know, I, I was probably there for about two, three weeks. I requested a trade immediately. I did. I no, no, not no respect. Like I have respect for Dolphin, great organization. It's just it wasn't my you know cup of tea there. So I needed to get out. You know, <laughs> it's just it didn't feel like a team vibe. So when I got when I asked for a trade, the coach is pretty mad. His name is Muzz, and uh, <laughs> he sent me to the Blind River Beavers in the No JHL. <laughs> yeah, and Blind Blind River at the time is uh, was the worst team in the CJHL and. You know, if you ever watched that movie Young Blood, I send you, I send you to Blind River. You know, and I got, <laughs> I got sent to Blind River Boys. So, yeah, that was an experience. Um, first day of drills, um, been blind. Like they have a great team now. They're one of the best teams in the NoJ, respectfully. Right now, they're one of the top three. So they really turned their organization around. But at the time when I was there. They were doing circles, man. They were doing circles of the first drill. It was like, what? Like, I couldn't, uh, yeah. So that was a good experience. You know, I I probably played until, I probably played about 14 games there. And it was right before the attorney season started. I mean, my brother ended up actually getting traded there in the trade deadline. He, I don't know, we like playing together. So he wanted to come. So we got traded there as well. And, you know, we're, we stick together. We're a team. And, um, Right before Christmas, right before the end of the season, we came home and played native tourney season. It was all well. And I guess Blind River didn't like that. We didn't play. It was literally the last game of the season. And uh, we didn't play. We came home. Like, you guys know what? We got plenty of the best team. We're not making the playoffs. We got to go home. There's a big tournament. It was Battle of the Bands at the time. I don't know if you guys remember Battle of the Bands. But we came home and played that. And they didn't like that. So the next season, we were thinking, you know what? We're sorry, Laurence. We're gonna come play for you guys now. You know, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna play. You know, so we called Laurence. Laurence was happy. We we didn't talk to Blind River at the time, so it was kind of you know, little. There's no communication on both sides. But when the season started in July, we called Blind River and we're like, "Hey guys, we're thinking of playing for the Ice Wolves in the SJHL," and they're like. <laughs> No, you guys ain't. <laughs> you guys either come here or you go play junior B. You know, it's up to you. And we're like, whoa, you guys can't do that. But they can, you know, because they own your rights. And yeah. You know that at the time. So, so you know, I went on my Facebook and I typed, you know, hey, guys, you know, I'm looking for a team this year in junior B. And not even like 20, 30 minutes later, I got the Frog Lake T-Birds and the Onion Lake Border Chiefs calling me. And, you know, I, I have respect for the Onion Lake, you know, because they're always in our tourney circuits. So, yeah, I knew their managers and whatnot, and they they treated me really well. So I picked I picked Onion Lake, you know, and it was a really good decision. They gave me a job out there. They gave me and my brother a job out there, paid for an apartment. It was nice. We, we coached hockey. It was it was a good, good year in Onion Lake, you know. Plus, you got that so much ice time, you know, and then Daylin, that's how we met Daylin, too. You know, <laughs> I, love I actually work with Day, so it's it's nice. Yeah, I see Day all the time. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. So uh, when we're out in uh, Onion Lake after that year, uh, 
we got a team in the GMHL, a, a guy named Jeff Sir. He's playing the show for the Boston Bruins. And he was like, hey, boys, you guys want to come play in uh, London? And we're like, what is this? What, what kind of league is this? You know, it's like, don't worry about it. Don't have to pay a dime. Just come show up, play for me. You guys will have fun. You get lots of opportunity, lots of college teams, pro teams. You know, right when we got there, it was a great experience. Because right when we got to camp and played in that camp, uh, there was an SPHL to camp at the exact same time as the Fayetteville uh, Fire Ants. So me and Robin got to go to the Fayetteville Fire Ants uh, SPHL camp, and they liked us. They 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 loved us, and we didn't know anything about you know SPHL FHL hockey, you know what it was or anything. So we decided to stay in London because they wanted to keep us. But we just said, you know, we're already here. We're gonna try out London. So we stayed in London. We liked London. It was a, you know, London was fun because the teams, it was very spread out. You had some OHL guys and you had some very good junior A players. The league was very small at the time, but now today it's 40, 50 teams. I don't know what it's like, but something like that. Yeah. There's like 11 teams, 10 teams, 12 teams at the time. It was nice. You know, we played against Niagara. They had five OHL guys that played though last year. You know, they were a good team. That was who we wanted to play every night, you know? And it was fun. You know, I had a lot of points after that year. We had about, I'm going to say about 15 college offers for division one, but we picked central Oklahoma because uh, we knew a couple of Saskatoon boys uh, that went out there, Landon Robin uh, and white grant. They were out in central Oklahoma. So they had a good experience. So I talked to him about it and whatnot. And so I picked central Oklahoma. Robin was going to come too, but, you know, he, he likes, he likes Northern life, you know, he likes to go <laughs> fishing and, you know, and thought it was his time, you know, he, plus the senior hockey out here is unbelievable, man. It's, it's, it's great hockey. We got some, we got a really good league in the Sask Alta. You know, we just lost a couple of weekends ago to Metal Lake to the White King and Shane. Allen's <laughs> and so, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a good time in Oklahoma. And when I was in Oklahoma, um, I was a couple of Swedish boys on the team and they were talking about pro and what, what they were going to do after they're done playing college and whatnot. So I took the opportunity. I had an agent at the time and told me there was an opportunity in a town called Avesta Biko. And I took the first opportunity, man, I went and played <laughs> pro and started making a little bit of money. And it was nice. You know, when we got there, it was a small town and there's about 20,000 people, you know, for a small city. It's not. It's not too big. It's so funny because we had an apartment and the bar was probably about 20 feet away, you know? <laughs> yeah. My brother is sober. We're sober now. We're, we're sober guys. We're 27. So we, you know, kind of on the downside. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of fun, but Robin was sober at the time. So he took care of me a lot, but um, it was just good, good experience. You know, I, I really, really like pro uh, the guys there. When we first got there, Swedish hockey players are a little, uh, they're a little, you know, shy, you know, they're not like Canadians and, you know, we have two Canadians coming in character guys, you know, get the boys going, you know, there was a little surprise for them, yeah. so. but it took a while. And then it's so funny because after that year in Avesta, uh, there's a team down the road, it's about 30 minutes away. It's called Head to Mora and they're arch, they're an arch nemesis. So if you go play in Head to Mora, oh, screw Avesta, hate Avesta. <laughs> and the next year I signed with them. So 
And so, and the funny thing is I still lived in Avesta and I had two teammates who also played in Hedemora living in Avesta too. So every time I went out into the grocery store, sometimes people would be like, you know, they give me the mean one. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So yeah, I, I love pro, man. I have nothing but great experiences of hockey. I met so much great people to the billets, to the friends, you know, friendships are going to last a lifetime, man. Oh, for sure. And yeah. the funny thing about it, when I played for Head Demora, so you know when I was a kid down the street here in Isle Cross, I was just to jump in that, and I used to be like, "Call me Sallow," you know, "Tell me Sallow." <laughs> for the Oilers, right? Yeah. <laughs> he ended up being my coach in Head Demora. Oh no way! Oh, yeah, it was crazy. <clears throat> so nice. no, so it was like I told him that story, and he's just like he was laughing about <laughs> it. Great guy, you know. It was just, you know, I was gonna go back my my uh, the COVID year after the COVID year, but. Life got in the way. And when you're playing pro hockey, if you're not playing in NHL, man, the money that you make is enough to live the pro hockey lifestyle. You know, it's enough to go out and eat, enough to go out with the boys, you know, do fun things. But when you get home, you got to find a job. (laughs) You're not not making the big bucks like those big boys there in the show. So, yeah. Um, 2024 World Juniors, are you going to go watch it in Goldenberg? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I still have a lot of friends out there, so I might. I don't know. We'll have to see about that. <laughs> that would be a time, though. Oh, my goodness. I bet. Okay. Um. So now you play for your home team, your home community team, the Canoe Lake Young Guns. How special is it to be able to play for your community? Oh, man, it's a blast. You know, the Young Guns are definitely a monument in the north. You know, they have a lot of fan support just seeing the tournament there's a tournament in pa this weekend that's all people are asking me just being home for 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) you going to pa i don't know we'll have to see about that we'll see yeah it's 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 fun you know it's there's a lot of people that look up to us too so you have to show a lot of respect around tournaments and whatnot and you know Wearing the Young Guns uniform is very special, too, because I've had some family play in the past. I've had a Sheldon Yu. He's the big goon back in the day. He's number 88. He used to fight in all those big tournaments. But uh, when I was a kid, my dad and my mom, we would always go to uh, the big battle for the Indian Stanley Cup, the All-Native tourney there, yeah. every Sunday, every Sunday for years when I was a kid. And that's all you would hear, man, as a kid. And you walk in, go guns, go, you know, go. And it was so electrifying. As a little kid, you know, you'd be like, wow, that's my uncle. <laughs> you know, just like, it's cool, you know. So wearing it now, it's it's pretty special. So, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. Uh, you, uh, Canute Lake won the Freddie a few years back. How was it winning pretty much like the biggest res tourney in Canada? The Indian Stanley Cup now? Yeah, pretty yeah. much, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's nice because we got to keep the trophy for a week, eh? So it's nice. We actually have two teams, three. There's me, Robin, and another guy from here, uh, Austin Liberties, on the team. So we got to keep the trophy for a month. So oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, you know that was a great experience. You know, I actually the last All Native Indian Stanley Cup we won it back in 2015, I believe. That was the last year in Balford. So you know, winning Freddie was definitely a little bit sweeter. You know, coming in, coming into that Sunday, it, looking at the draw, it was like any team can win it, man. It was crazy. You know, Cross Lake, Norway House, like those teams are unbelievable. You know, 
to stack up against them, you know, then they had to play against each other in the playoffs. You never know on that Sunday. That's, that's why it's so important, you know, during the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's just, it's, it's key to win those games. So yeah. Winning Freddie was <laughs> spectacular. <man. laughs> um, how special is it to be able to share the, the ice with your brother, Robin? Oh man, that guy is an unbelievable player. You know what? Me and him, we put a lot of work in the gym, but he's he's putting extra all the time. He's a smaller guy, so coming up in junior, you know, there used to be a three fight rule. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, I so, remember that. Yeah. So when we played for the Drummond Dragons, he was just a little guy, right? So he's fighting every game and in in, in, in the exhibitions, he's fighting big guys. So it was a, so funny. We we're playing the first game of the season against uh, the cat. What is it? Uh, the Canmore Eagles in the in the AJ. And they have this guy, I think he's in the AHL or in the AHL now. He's in Simpson, tall guy, six foot five. And Robin's starting lineup, you know. He's and I just got put in the lineup, you know. I gotta, I gotta do something. Goes and fights that guy, you know. This first shift, <laughs> first start of this game, the guy's taking the draw, goes up to him, fights him. It's so funny because in the radio it goes, they fight and he jumps on top of him. And Simpson went on top of him, but Robin, it says, oh, Simpson TKs OU. And it's not even funny because Robin, <laughs> Robin's just hitting him on top. It's so funny. It's, it's hilarious. It's a good fight, but yeah, guys, tenacity. Good players. Here's an in- interesting uh, question. One-on-one against your brother, would you be oh. able to dangle him or would he put you on your ass? That's 50-50, boys. <laughs> <laughs> He's good, man. <laughs> you know, it's 50. You know, I win sometimes, sometimes, but most of the time it's him 75, 25 percent. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's him. Winning. Yeah, we, we, he, he, you know, he helps us in those big tournaments, he shuts down those big guys. Yeah, he's a defensive defenseman, man. It's it's crazy, but he picked up his offensive game this year, so you're gonna see a lot more goals from him. I believe <laughs> we're in our prime, eh? So we're 27, so we gotta better perform at all levels at this, this time now. <laughs> Tourney season, it's it's tourney season, fellas. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite tourney? Uh, it has to be Freddie. Absolutely. Uh, second tourney had to be Sen's Cup. Sen's Cup is up there, too. I didn't get to play in Senator's Cup last year. I was in the Sasquatch Finals last year, so I didn't get to play. So this year I get to play, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, who, who are some of the players you, you enjoy playing with and against in the res, res tourney circuits? Oh man, there's so many good players out there. You know, I got a lot of buddies on the circuit, you know, so I like hanging out with a few of them, but like Rene is good. Rene Hunter, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Devin Buffalo is all time, you know, huge beauty too. Yeah. Roddy too, Rod, you know, they're, they're the top two, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're unreal. Um, who could I say, you know, you got some good players like on Norway House Cup, but that's Skylar Tate. He's great, you know. You got Norway House. You got the Cross Lake team. You got that. Uh, what the hell is his name? That Garrison or is his name Garrison? Yeah. You, you got that uh, Mackay McKay. You know the old guy there. Oh man, he still gives her. You know. Yeah. Just you got a lot of teams. You got PBCN. You got uh, Cody Michelle. You know guys like that. You know, you know it's good too. In our Young Guns team, we actually added some firepower this year. You got Cody Peterson and uh, yeah, I heard Chris and his brother Chris. Yeah, so. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be. We're gonna have a full lineup this uh, this tourney season. It's kind of excited to see. Uh, last year in the quarterfinals, uh, Canoe Lake played PBCN. Um, there was a penalty shot in the third, one nothing game. Uh, 
it, that you guys had the shot against Def, Devin. What were what were you thinking when that penalty shot was going to happen? Oh man, I, I just wanted them to score because if they get a tie, it's kind of hard to get another one past Devin. You know, yeah. that's, that's why it's a one nothing game. You know, we just had to get one and play defense. That was our game plan the whole game. <laughs> if you you know, it's kind of hard to score on them. That guy, you know, just he's a good goalie. We played in the NCAA. Yeah, Bush and I were at that game that Sunday morning, and I think that was probably the best game of the tournament because, like, what's better than a one nothing game on a Sunday, right? Oh, man. Right in the morning, too. Your coffee must have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Let's fix something here. Don't do it, Bush. I, oh, I did it. Fun. Okay, so who's your favorite team? Oh, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, oh you oh, thought Bush oh. thought you were gonna say the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. No, my twins and Oilers. Yeah, my twins and Oilers fan. So who do you think's gonna win the cup with Vancouver not making the playoffs? You know what? Honestly, I have three teams at the top of my head right now. That's the Bruins, Carolina, or Edmonton. So you know, I'm, I you know the Oilers look pretty strong this year. McDavid's just on another level. He's oh, an alien. he is, yeah, He's an alien. So, what about the Leafs? Ah, oh, their defense. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to get my hopes up, and it's it's going to be another frustrating spring for sure. You know what? I think they might get past Tampa this year. I think maybe possibly it's going to go seven at least for sure. Sure. But I don't know about that second rounder though. <laughs> I've, I've been telling Trevor is that, that the Toronto's X factor is which Nylander is gonna show up. Like the early season Nylander or the one guy as of late. He hasn't been really He's you know, so good when he's on his game, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he's filthy. Especially Marner too. You know, oh, he's still yeah. what he's the records of this year. Holy crap. It's nuts. Matthews, you know, maybe he's gonna He's on another level too. You know, he still, you know, he still has another step to him. So you never know. He might come playoff time. So hopefully, hopefully. Uh, advice. What advice would you give young players? Advice I'd give young fellas. Well, hockey's ninety percent mental and ten percent skill. So work on your skill, man. You know, shoot them pucks. You know, you. What did the scouts say? They say you can teach hockey. You can teach the game of hockey but you can teach a player skill. So harp on the young kids, you know, get on, you know, shoot those pucks every day. Mike Comrie made his, you know, his dad made him shoot 500 pucks every single day before he went to school. You know, you got to think about it. Look at Bedard. He's shooting every single day doing this toe drags, you know, toe drag release. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, just work on your game. Just, and always be humble and kind, you know, because our elders always told us that, you know, so mm-hmm. be humble and kind. To everybody you meet, because you never know who's watching. You yeah. never know who's watching, especially a Freddie. You know, you see even see TSN analysis there now. You know, I'm I'm in the gym every day. You know, so <laughs> you never know stuff can happen. So, just- uh, before we let you go, we'll finish our interview with what we call the five rapid NIST questions. You ready? Sure. Uh, question number one: baked or fried bannock? Baked. You may be the third or fourth person who actually said baked bannock. Everyone else, like out of the My 70 mom, guests, always say fried. 
my mom bakes bannock man it's so good at the stew oh, so oh good. i'm a big fan of baked bannock too i don't know it's <laughs> yeah so not good. too not too many of us around anyway that's for sure yeah. uh question number two ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain no no i don't think i ever have <laughs> uh question number three ever see ernest Muniaz live in concert you know what no i haven't but when i was warming up for the game i was stretching in the hallway at freddy last year and he was there and people were like oh there's ernest and everyone was freaking out it was kind of funny so yeah i got to see him but i never seen him live so he's gonna be playing at the freddy this year so you'll have to go see him yeah definitely. <laughs> uh question number four Indian taco or Bannock burger? Oh, that's a tough one. I love my mom's Indian taco, but a good rink Bannock burger. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I got to go with both fellas. I can't decide. 50 50. Yeah. Uh, Fifth and last question Can you jig? You know what? Back in my younger days, not now. <laughs> <You couldn't. laughs> yeah, back in my younger days, though. Absolutely. All right, I. Well, uh, we appreciate for you, uh, you taking the time. I know you're a busy man with work and your playdowns and playoffs. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. You guys are doing a great job, too, eh? You guys are making Indian hockey exciting. So thank you guys for doing this, eh? Really, really hey. appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. For sure, for sure. We'll be at the Freddy, so hopefully uh, we meet up sometime during uh, before or after one of your games, man. You gotta you gotta wear your young guns for, uh, sweater at Freddy, eh? I will. That's, I was going to wear it today, yeah. but I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna be wearing our young guns. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Perfect, fellas. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank uh, you. We'll uh, see you around. Yeah. See you guys. Hi. Hey, welcome back from our interview. Uh yeah, another great interview. This is uh we love doing these interview meeting these players and meeting a lot of great people and um uh, he gave a lot of good, good stories and a lot of good yeah. advice for for the youth. So, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh okay. This right, week games are left. I don't know. Just way interrupted you. I know you did. Effer. Uh, there's probably like five, maybe. It's the end of March, right? Uh, March. NHL standings. Uh, 73, so nine games left. Good news, everyone. The Leafs made the, the playoffs. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> The Oilers have 93 points, so they are one, two, they're third, they're third in their division, fifth in the conference. Only they, 93 points? Yeah, only. Right now, the Leafs have 97. So, so there's a chance they might not make it, though. Like, if they go on a losing streak, yeah. the Oilers oh, go on yeah, a losing totally. Like, Vancouver's out. They have 73 points. Flames, Calgary's 80, 81, yeah. so they're not really. The Jets have 85, so they're going to go into playoffs. Uh, Canadians are in, aren't in the playoffs. Senators aren't in the playoffs. So for the Cup to come back to Canada, it's either Toronto, Edmonton, or Winnipeg. Yeah. 
And it's not going to be Edmonton. So it's either okay. Winnipeg or Toronto. But one thing that I never I never get is like when they when people say, Oh yeah, bring back the Cup to Canada. It's like, dude, there's over fifty percent of yeah. NHL players are Canadian. So no matter who wins a cup, it's coming back to Canada. Like because half more than half of each team's Canadian. But it's been 1993 since the last mm-hmm. Canadian NHL club won the cup. Uh, Leafs couldn't do it. Edmonton couldn't do it. So Calgary couldn't do it. Vancouver couldn't do it. Ottawa couldn't do it. Yeah. So hopefully this is the year. Uh, Res Hockey Top Five uh, this week. Uh, Bush and I each have a list. So th- this week's Res Hockey Top Five, uh, most embarrassing songs that we have on our phone. Um, I have Apple, <laughs> iTunes, and Bush. You have Spotify. I know I have YouTube Music. What you don't you don't have Spotify? I thought you had Spotify. I do, but what's I haven't activated that in years. So okay, so uh, your list first or mine for? <laughs> okay, let's just go. We'll count down to five, and we'll each say a song. Yes. Okay. Number five. Go ahead. For the Bell Stars, Ico, Ico. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my number five, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. No, you have that, didn't you? (laughs) Okay, number four for top five embarrassing songs that we have on our phones. Go ahead. Uh, it's not really that embarrassing, but I am. Um, it is on my phone. It's the. It's Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> By the Rednecks. Holy jeez. Uh, <laughs> my number four is Tearing Up My Heart by NSYNC. Oh, yeah, that's a doozy. That is that's when they first that's when they first broke mainstream, I think. That was like 98, 97, 90. Yeah. You're tearing up my heart when I'm with you. you. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Okay, number three is uh the Vanga Boys. We like to party. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I had that song on my my uh iTunes. Yeah. It's not it's not even my top five. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, my number three is uh, "Baby" by Justin Bieber. His first, uh, really? yeah, his first song oh, that he came out yeah. with. So, okay, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. Uh, number two, Shakira. <laughs> what song? Like the, whenever, I wherever. Go, but, I got, but, but the Spanish version of that song. I'm serious. I like that one better than the other one. He's just singing the words, and you have no idea what I you're have no singing. No idea what I'm saying. I just it's just uh, rhythmic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that was our number two, eh? Okay, number two yeah. for me is "I Want It That Way" by Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah, I oh, that's a want nice song. it that way. I just thought, okay, tell me why. That. Okay, number one for uh, Res Hockey Top 5 Most Embarrassing Songs that we have on our phone is... What's your number one? 
the ketchup sock. <laughs> That's way worse than mine. Mine is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Jeez. I think I'm going to delete these songs. Just kidding. I think I'm going to keep the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Oh, oh, yeah. But mine's like I got one eight or 90s country, two boy bands, and two teeny boppers on mine. So. Mm. <laughs> well, they're from North America. Who? At least our yours is from the Canada or the US. Yeah. The Vango Boys. <laughs> <laughs> we like the party. Yeah. Do 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 Did you ever have that as a ringtone? No, I was too cheap to buy ringtones. They're still like two bucks, man. Like how come they're not free? No. I just well, I just rip them off YouTube. You can get you. Uh, ringtones off YouTube? Yeah, if you know where to look. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, I with the... <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised none of us said uh, Aqua. Like oh, Bar- yeah. Barbie or, Girl or... Or the, uh, or the Friday song. I don't know that song. You don't know that song? Uh, by Aqua? Rebecca Black. It's Friday. Uh-huh. It's Friday. That one. Or uh, the Blood Hang, Blood Gang, Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, because she she went viral because she got like fourteen million dislikes. The, holy jeez. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Maybe we sh- we should have made it top ten. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are pretty some uh, cheesy songs. Do, do, do. I got that bingo, boys. I know you do. Jeez. Uh, big news coming out of Minnesota. Uh, there's uh, a bill, I guess you can say, on the the le- legislation that's, that's a tongue twister. That they want to get rid of all the logos and names that have to do with natives, or in the U.S. they call us Natives Americans. And this is going to affect War Road, which is home of War Road Warriors. Um, They have a Indian head as their logo. Uh, But the thing with War Road, they've been, they got the blessings from the uh, the natives in the area to to go ahead and okay to, yes, you have our permission to use an Indian head for your team's logo. And I don't think it's been a problem in War Road. Everyone's been getting along, but I know some people are against it. Um, what's your stance on that, Bush? Are you f- for or against sports teams using our faces as mascots and logos? Like we talked this about before, but it, this is a yeah. good one. Interesting topic because it's about Raw, War Road because they've been using it for years and years, and they they got the bl- the blessings from the area, like the <coughs> right. So, See, are you... it's, it's 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 hard for uh, people that don't don't know that cultural history to really mock that. That's that uh, moniker's warrior, right? And that's why they they should leave it alone. But if you but the Cleveland Indians, 
no, they can some stuff like that. It's when yeah, it's like when they start making us like a joke, like we're a cartoon yeah. character, right? Um, I know on Facebook, former guest Trey Trey Shell Bun, she's she's very uh, outspoken. She's she's been giving her opinion about it, and it's good that former players and uh, people who played for the Warriors they're given their uh, mm-hmm. perspective and their opinion, and I think she's against it. Yeah. So I mean, she's okay to have her own opinion, and it's good that she has her opinion being a former Warrior. Um. So like four days ago, she made a post that she's uh that she she was against it, so which is good for her. Um, like everyone has will have a a different opinion, right? And I'm okay with I ex- accept her opinion. Um, it's a one twenty three B. Uh, period 493 American Indian mascot prohibited. A school district may not have or adopt a name, symbol, or image that specific depicts D E P I C T S depicts. Yeah. I gotta learn how to read, man. Okay. Or refers to an American Indian tribe, individual, custom, or tradition to be used as a mascot, nickname, logo, letterhead. Or team name of the district or school within the district. So they want to get rid of the name. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it's... I do like the Warriors, but at the same time, I totally respect Trishel's post and her opinion not to get rid of... I mean, to get rid of the Warriors... Um, name. Um, she says it's uh, she experienced racism during her her time at War Road. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 a touchy subject, really, right? I mean, look at the Washington Redskins and Cleveland Indians. They changed their name and their logo. Uh, University of North Dakota, the Fighting Sioux. Now they're called the Fighting Hawks. So it's uh, yay or nay, right? So, but I don't know. It's it's 50-50, I think. I don't know. Um, What else? Anything else you want to yep, discuss? I do. I do. One of, uh, it's about that time um, when you're coming, uh, when your parents are coming of, a, of uh, they're organizing your hockey, what you, what you, they're asking you what you want to do. Do you want to pursue this? Do you want to go this and that? Do you want to go to schools? And you, or do you want to go to what, uh, what the hockey academy? Um, it just, we, we 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 encouraged you want to develop yourself as a player, but we also you also absolutely have to do all kinds of research with what kind of school academy 
program tryout you're gonna go to because you might go you might be trying out for a team that's defunct or that's going to be folding and then you're gonna be um in the middle of nowhere come December or you might not be in a in a league that's gonna develop you as well as you want or if you're gonna go to a NCAA or CAU school that's just that's not gonna suit your academic needs or you're gonna go to a hockey academy that's just gonna be just a waste of time in terms of experience like maybe for whatever reason you just don't get you just don't feel a vibe there um parents call past players call don't just say to the coach hey we're looking to register can uh, you give me some feedback of course the coach is going to tell you oh yeah come to uh Trevor Bush's hockey school we're good you know yeah like call uh, get a hold of other parents and don't just stop at their parents talk to the players and talk to the players friends and relative like just do spend the hours on the phone and emailing and just get arm yourself a whole bunch of uh information about it like because you're yeah. not just signing you up you're signing up your kids you're signing up for kids uh future um both bad and awesome experiences that's all i have to say because with what we were going on with this a parent messaged us and her child is going to a pretty big uh, hockey academy, a well-known hockey academy. And she just mentioned, like Bush said, um, get your information, do your homework, like uh, talk to former parents, talk to former players to see how good this hockey program is. Because a lot of these hockey academies, your parents are going to be dishing out like anywhere from, 30 to 40 to 50 thousand dollars per year for these kids and if it's a shitty academy after you do your homework don't send your kids there because your kids will be miserable your kids will lose interest in hockey lose interest in school their mental health will, will take a a downfall so parents it's up to you to really to do your homework and parents if if it, this is gonna give you guys Make like you and your spouse um, into a debt. Don't put your kids in, into these hockey academies. Even with these uh, spring spring uh, hockey coming up, these spring teams. I've no. There's a parent here in town. I won't mention their names, but they're going to Europe twice, and they're going to like Minneapolis. They're going to Toronto, Vancouver. That's a lot of money just for flights to Europe. For two hockey tournaments, you're looking at over ten thousand dollars. Flights, hotels, like don't break the bank. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be scouts. I mean, especially for a kid that's in Peewee, Peewee or Bantam. Well, Bantam is kind of yeah. You, that's when more scouts will will be mm-hmm. seeing you. But like, if this kid's in Peewee, like, don't break the bank. Um. So, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the one of the parents that messaged us, their uh, their kid isn't isn't having a good time at this hockey academy because their kid went to this hockey academy in grade twelve, which is the the last year of ed- eligibility, um, and they weren't treated as good as the other kids that were there from like grade nine, grade ten, grade eleven. 
So it seems like they want your kids to be there from grade nine all the way to grade twelve. And that's a lot of money. Like see it's thirty thousand. That's almost over a hundred thousand dollars just in fees and so don't break don't break the bank. Do your homework and have that really uh good conversation with your kid to see if they're really into it. Like who wants to go to that hockey academy more? The parent or the kid? If it's the parent, then that kid shouldn't go. Right? You're just wasting money. You're wasting your kid's time too because what's the point when your kid's not even going to be in um, wanting to go? So it's don't rush it as well because I know coach, coaches and hockey directors are really, they push, they want an answer right now and they want money right now. But really take the time to think because this is your kid's future, your kid's mental health. And don't rush the kid if the kid's not ready to move to go play somewhere else. Yep. And it's sad that sucks for the parents that, that these hockey academies are ripping kids off. And a lot of the times now, they know these First Nations will help pay for school. So that's why they really that's want they to target, right? they target these young young athletes because they know yeah okay the band the band office the band will pay for their tuition so let's target this kid and target that kid because we know we're going to get tuition no matter what so can i keep that in mind parents um so it's it's really it's really tricky some of these hockey programs know what to say and when to say it they're they're snakes to so uh, be careful out there. So if if parents, if you parents have any questions about hockey academies, junior camps, anything, message us because uh, we know, like, my kids had a, we're supposed to go to a hockey academy out west, but once we found out what they want in money, we said no because, like, I love my kids, but I I wasn't going to go into debt. I had two kids that they wanted, uh, both my kids, and it was $32,000 each for one year. (laughs) I wasn't going to pay $64,000. That's not even including, I mean, a lot of the stuff. So so do your homework, uh, parents. Message us. Let us ask us questions because we're always here to help and try to uh, make sure what's best for your kid. So. Uh, with that being said, do you have anything else before we take off? Oilers. Yeah, I don't think I, <laughs> I won't. I won't miss them if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think I'm good. Think uh, I'm good for this week, for those in Winnipeg this weekend, Brady Keeper and the Abbotsford Canucks will be in Winnipeg playing the Manitoba Moose. So. If you're in Winnipeg this weekend, go check out Brady. Um, he's having a good year in Abbotsford. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Uh, Stewart Red Sky Memorial Tournament and Show Lake First Nation yes. Show Lake this Forty weekend. this weekend. So, if you're in the Kenora area, uh, head over to Show Lake to go watch some good niche hockey. Show Lake's mm-hmm. like forty, like an hour away, I guess. Yeah. Yep. From Nothing west, two weeks. 
uh yeah north american next and easter weekend in kenora then you got the jim nielsen memorial tournament in yeah. north battleford that same weekend and you got excuse me another tournament in ocn easter weekend so a lot of hockey easter weekend and we'll talk about that next week we'll discuss all the teams and who are who will be our picks to win these tournaments yeah so um yeah anything else no no i'm good we're good so uh thanks for uh, joining us for episode 78 we really appreciate you hanging out with us for the last hour i guess i haven't been keeping sure. track so about there about there so um if you guys have any any uh, ideas for the show res like uh Res Hockey Top 5 or Cuz of the Week or just any ideas in general, shoot us a message and we'll we'll totally talk about it and discuss yeah. it because it really helps when we you guys help us out. It helps me out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Take care of each other, love each other, and respect each other. And Yeah. What does, what does Bush always say then? Don't Do not share, share water, water bottles. Don't share them. Or don't. I mean, if you're going to. Okay. I, I, uh, last week and I did drink water balls as other people were drinking. I just don't put my lips on the plastic part. Yeah. Like give it a couple, couple inches back and squeeze the water ball. That's what I, but be careful out there. So with that being said, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Adios, bachacho. You're going to say something in Spanish and since you understand <laughs> a Spanish song? Whenever. Uh, uh, wherever. What, I, I'm going to play it later. I'm, I'm surprised you don't have no Enrique. <laughs> I could be your hero, baby. That's why I play uh, Sunday night. I will kiss it, the way the pain. You why do you know the words? Will... I don't know. <laughs> It's like the chorus band. You don't know the chorus for hero? No. I will be your hero, baby. All right. We'll see you guys. Peace. Yeah.